And it's 8 p.m. on another <clears throat> Thursday night. You know what that means. It's time for Trost and Manzi, Manzi and Trost on the air. Exciting Thursday night we have in store. Wouldn't you agree? Very exciting. Um, it's actually our last show of the uh, semester. For those who follow our Instagram page, you would have seen that. Uh, so it's a bit of a bittersweet uh, show for us. But um, we're hoping to get through a lot of stuff and uh, keep you guys entertained. And hopefully this will be one of our better shows, you know, as a little send-off. A lot of exciting content to talk about tonight. Yes. But it is sad that it is our last show of the semester. It is. And we're going to be gone for like two months. Um, yeah. I think what? I'm leaving tomorrow. For, uh, and you're, when are you leaving? I leave on Tuesday. And then we'll be, we'll be back the 28th. I think the 28th of January is actually a Thursday. No way. I, 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 wild, right? Are you saying what I think you're saying? I'm saying that put us down for the 28th. We'll be Expect back. Expect a return January 28th. And we, we'll be back better than ever. We're going we're gonna, to... We'll have a lot of things to catch up on. Oh, yeah. oh my. By January 28th. Yeah. And we're, I think both of us are going to go home. We're going to hone our craft a little, you know. We'll be gone for about, what, seven or eight Thursdays. We'll have to put nine Thursdays into one. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of content lot. coming out in January. I uh, can't wait. But let's, let's, let's keep it about today, you know. Let's, right. let's, a lot uh, of exciting content tonight. Yes. Um, a variety of topics. Quite the variety, yeah. Um, some, I think, maybe to cover first, we'll, we'll go over some of the latest uh, breaking news in the NBA. Um, I actually, you know, I was putting together the agenda for our show tonight. I wasn't even uh, thinking about a lot of these things, and then they kind of popped up, and they're, they're too drastic to not mention. Those are the best kinds of right, things to talk right. about. I agree, because uh, people want to know, what do the experts think? What do Trosty Manzi think? What do they have to say? What do they have to say? Because we really are the experts. Um, so first off... The, I, like, I like to think of us as experts. Uh, we are. We are. 100%. All right. we're, we're qualified. We know what we're talking about. Analysts. 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 Experts. Experts. Whatever. Whatever whatever word you want to use. Personalities. We're definitely personalities. That's for sure. We're definitely personalities. Um, so... Ryan, sports personality that you are, what do you think of this this news that came out um, this afternoon about Clay Thompson tearing his Achilles? He's done for the year. One well, of the more dev- one of the most devastating injuries that can happen to a basketball player. And interesting, you bring that up because we know another player who suffered from the same injury this past year, Kevin Durant. You we'll do. get into that later. We will. But concerning Clay Thompson, I think it's. Devastating to the Warriors overall, hundred percent. I think coming into this season with the healthy Clay, a healthy Steph, a lot of analysts, sports experts, fans in general, very excited about the return of the Golden State Warriors, who had a very dismal season last year. Mm. Picked up the number two pick with it, but very disappointing in general because of these injuries that they had. So I think this season, this upcoming season, was supposed to be one of kind of like a really big bounce back, like from last in the league to top five, top four, even top three seed in the Western Conference. And I don't think you can say that now. No, I, I agree. This is definitely, um, I think even if you're not a Warriors fan, and there are plenty of people who are not Warriors fans out there, plenty of Warriors haters, in fact. But I think that Clay, just in isolation from that, he's one of the more universally beloved superstars. I'd agree with that. As a as a the opposite of a Warriors fan. He's a, you, I, yes. am, I am a big fan of You Clay's. can say that, right? I'm a big fan of Clay's. And so, and, and so think about that. Found in our respect, I'd say. Even people who don't like the Warriors, they know that they bring a sound product to the NBA landscape. People are excited to watch them play. They're an exciting team. You take Clay out of the equation, who was their most liked player, and also their second best player, and is fundamental to, this, to their success, I think people are a little less excited now about the NBA season coming up because that was one of the prevailing storylines. Yeah, like I, you said, the Warriors are back. Having the Warriors not in the in the mix. I don't know if this changes the excitement for the entire NBA season for non-Warriors fans. Well, not. I don't but mean that. For Warriors I'm, fans, definitely, there's less excitement coming in. Well, but, of course, that's not. That's, that's but I'd say, given. in general, the, the return of the NBA season is just as exciting for any other fan. You don't think people are a little disappointed? No, not really. I feel bad for Clay. I do not feel bad for the Warriors at all. And I think there's a lot of people out there that would agree with me who don't like the Warriors because of that dynasty that they had. Sure, know. sure. You know what? And that's and as a bias, I'm biased, so maybe I'm being... Maybe, maybe I'm you're not, less excited. No, I am definitely. 
I'll tell you that. And I, and I what I don't like is one, this is they, that Achilles injury derails careers. We see it with Boogie Cousins. We see it with the late great Kobe Bryant. The, 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 you don't come back from Achilles. It's it's on a whole other, and this is crazy to say, it's on a whole other level than the ACL injury, which just just to throw it out there, he just reco- he literally is about to come back from. I did see today. Um, I don't know if it was Woj or what it was on Twitter, but it said the the um, the injury itself seems like one that should be recoverable from. I don't know if you saw the same thing or not, but. I saw something along the lines of the the way it was torn. It looks recoverable in the future, like a full recovery, but not. It's, again, it's going to take that full year off. Yeah. So this season's going to be without Clay Thompson, unfortunately. I mean, think about it. this guy hasn't played in an NBA game since June of 2019, and he's not going to play. It was, so it was already a long time, and now he's not going to play in one until probably October of 2021. I mean, that is, uh, like, just forget about the physical um, degree of difficulty it takes to overcome injuries of that significance. Imagine the mental hurdles that he now has to face. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's sad. And I will say one more thing, and we'll move on from this. Um, as a Warriors fan, I, w- I will put it out there. I, and I'm not really a Warriors fan. I'm more like a Steph Curry fan. As a Steph Curry fan, I'm disappointed because we have Steph Curry. He's 32 years old. He's not getting any younger. He's in his prime. He's in the back end of his prime. These last last season and now probably this season will now be now have gone to complete waste because he's just not going to have the team around him to, to be able to you know compete for a championship. And I think that's um, it's too bad given the the generational talent that he is. But I'll just I'll just I think it's fair to throw out there too that there are plenty of stars maybe not to Steph's caliber, maybe greater than Steph's caliber that and their seasons without championships because they have teams like Steph d- does now where they don't have, like they're not title favorites, they're not title contenders going into the season. And I think a few names you can throw out there, I don't know, Charles Barkley, people like that. Hard, you know? Harden. Harden, sure. Exactly. <laughs> Players that have sensational talent and don't really have the teams. And I think Steph had that for... What they went five straight. I mean, I, I I understand where you're coming from. It's disappointing to see a player in his prime not uh, produce with a team, but I think that it happens so often that it's it's not special in Steph's case. And and to be fair, he already had his five years of his dynasty. Yeah, I I think that's a good point. I agree because most yeah, there's so many most actually yeah, most players of his caliber will never really experience what he's got to what he has been. Uh, privilege to experience um so maybe it's a little bit of karma not karma necessarily but like reversion to the mean he had so many he, that run there with such good teams and so, now it's starting to so come back maybe one would say like because of this clay injury perhaps or just in general maybe steph's window for that finals mvp is is diminishing even quicker that's really what i'm getting i mean that's what i'm getting at here yeah. i don't I, I cannot stand that joke i can't I hate it I mean, it's not like I, it's I can't argue it. I can't argue it. So I need him just to freaking win one. Yeah, but yeah, that window's closing fast. Um, the ones with KD you can't argue, but the, the first one's tough. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got some Celtics news. Mm. I like to consider myself a Celtics fan second to me being a Bulls fan, just because I'm out here in Boston for yeah. four years. I think it's Sensible. I think it's exciting to mm. kind of be. I'm near the city of Boston. Why not? Give a little bit of a root for the yeah. Boston Celtics. Engage in our sports culture. Having basketball be my favorite sport. I'll yes. never do that with the Patriots, oh, as you can understand. Come on. But I like to follow the Celtics. You know, I follow two teams on my NBA app, Bulls and Celtics. No, really. Actually, I have to admit I follow three. Only one of them, though, is because of a certain player. Who? The Mavericks? I follow the Mavericks. Oh. To follow my guy, Luka Doncic. But besides the point... Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, I'm not going to. Come I'm on. I'm not going to. Um, so... Yeah, so I like the Celtics. I know you're a big Celtics fan yourself. Of course. Uh, being a Massachusetts native. Born and raised, baby. So what kind of news we got from Boston? So we have um, one... Can I start with the most exciting news What from Bo- for Boston? What, don't he, what do you say? You know... No. Wanamaker's leaving. That's not... Ex- He's an unrestricted free agent now. Yeah, thank God. That's just sad, I think. Dude, you, you know... <laughs> No, I will say this. To his credit, he played pretty well in the playoffs. For for, for what we thought he, of he for, was going to be, he did yeah, play well. Yeah, relative to what he is. Let's just keep that in mind. But yeah, at the end fair. of the day, 
He's a what thirty year old backup point guard. Yeah. Not that athletic. He's a like a very inconsistent shooter. Runs weird. You see him run? He's got a weird body. He he screws me up. All right. He, yeah. I, I have no problem with him getting out the door. Yeah, I understand that. I was just pulling your string a little bit there. Yeah, you're not a big was, Wanamaker. Was, no, I'm a hate, I hate Wanamaker. I'm actually, my friends know me as a big Wanamaker hater. To and be he, fair, though, he did play well. He did. But when you're watching a guy play, you shouldn't be thinking to yourself, please don't. Play as terrible as you usually do. Don't yeah. please, like I'm begging. And then when he makes, he makes a, and then he would make like a, a simple pass, like a, a layup, and I'm like, wow, yeah, want to make. It's kind of exciting though. I it's mean, like, hey, want to make her screw up tonight or what? Yeah, I, I agree. It was, it was, a, it was definitely, uh, it was fun. Yeah, watching him in, in some sense, but I don't care that he's gone. And then another little news line I added on here for the Celtics agenda part was mm. Cantor opting into his, I believe, five million five dollar mil, option. Five mil. Uh, what do you think about that? I think I would rather him have, him have opted out. To be honest with you, he I mean he proved last year. I mean he in the regular season he played some decent minutes. Playoffs not so much. You guys don't need him. We don't Celtics need, don't need. We him. don't need him. He doesn't fit the play style. And the reason he's opting in is because he knows he has no market at all. Yeah, his his type of player is um, that like offensive rebounding. Uh, post big, scoring, the big center, the big center that can't move that much, and he's not even that tall. And he only can't. He's a big body though. He's a big. He's fine. You know, he's tall. The problem is he's not like a guy can get away with being just a post scoring big presence on low if he's like very physically like. Yeah, he, but he's not he's, really. He's in, big and slow. Yeah, and, not and strong. Years ago, that that was key for NBA teams, but now, yeah, no. yeah I think as we're seeing, is a lot of the talk was about James, James Wiseman. A lot of talk about what kind of fit does he have in today's NBA. Yeah, I think um, that's relevant. He's yeah, I agree. Uh, but just to, to to note, he's way better than Cantor. Cantor sucks. Can't, can't, like Wiseman has a lot more. It, um, it wasn't a player. It wasn't a player uh, comparison. It was just you were yeah to bring up the type point, of yeah, player. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I will say the one thing he does add is Cantor. He's offensive rebounding. I think is still yeah. important. But I agree. Five million sucks. a year. He's opting in because he needs so the money. Not that bad of a contract for yourself. And he's good. He's a good teammate. He's a good teammate. He's proven that. He's fun over over the years and his in his I mean, Marcus with, Smart had a little situation yeah. in the pool. That was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And when he's gone, when he's, he was on the Thunder, he was on the um, the Trailblazers. Every every uh, team he's been to, there's been a bit of a camaraderie. He's he's built with the, with the team. Seems like a fun guy. He is. He's a fun guy. Hates the Turkish uh, dictator though. He's always posting about that on Instagram. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, he can't. Even, yeah, he can't. You know, yeah, he can't go back to his home country. Did you know that? It's very sad. I, I don't know any of the details of that, but yeah, I mean, I imagine that's a pretty. I want. I wouldn't want to be exiled from my no, country. No, that would stink. Yeah, but you also would probably trade your life for his, given the fact that he's a multi-million. I don't know. I think my life's pretty special. Not gonna lie to you, <laughs> I have a lot of important people in my family. Oh, this kid, my is, friends. Oh, what. I have a lot going for myself, and I like to be confident in my current situation. And I think you should be just as confident in your own situation. I think as well. you took that way too deep. Hayward opts out. <laughs> Hayward opts out. That's the actual that's, news. That's the big news. I don't know why we just picked up the little, little things for a it's while. Fun. There. It's, it's fun. fun. Yeah, I, I like it. It's fun. Hayward opts out of a thirty-four million dollar option, and why do you think he opts out? I have two. Um, because I think I think it makes more sense for an opt-in. So I'm curious as what you. I have two potential um, justifications here sure. for this decision. Hit us. One, he's more concerned at this point in his career with stability versus a, a like one year of a, of a ton of money. He would so say this. What do say, you mean by stability? So, okay, so say he opts in this season, he makes the thirty-four million, but then he has, and, and given his injury history, he's probably thinking to himself, "I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't help myself. I mean, I, can, I, I can't stop getting seriously hurt." He comes, he opts in this year, but then he like had, suffers an, like another like pretty big time injury. I think one more, and people aren't going to want him anymore. And then the, when he actually hits the, if he hits the free agency market uh, twenty twenty one. Then there's he 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 won't be able to get anything. He's kind of doing like he's kind of doing the opposite of betting on himself. It seems like yeah, he exactly. So he wants so so yeah. So going back, the, he opts out here because he thinks either he could Dude. resign with the Celtics or another team on like a four year contract. Maybe it's probably gonna be it's definitely gonna be less money per year. No, but at least say, I don't I don't think he kno- I think he knows he's not gonna make thirty five million dollars a year on any other team. But he's think but I mean it's it's a it's a 
it's about probability here. He probably thinks is. I mean, you can either take the four year, twenty five million dollar a year contract now, or a one year, thirty five million. Bet on yourself. Right. But why would you bet on yourself when your luck has been awful? His luck has been terrible. Yeah. That's the first justification. Second one is that, which kind of in line. I I, I don't think you opt out of that. No matter what, you don't opt out of that kind of money unless you know there's a deal in line for you. Unless you know there's a team that's willing to pay you. And free agency opens tomorrow. And I'm I'm fairly certain that he would not have done this unless he communicated with someone like the Knicks or the Hawks who are about to give that. him an I th- offer. I think it's said that the Knicks were really interested in it. They are, they are. They're why, why do you think they're... I don't know. The Knicks make, make them a, somewhat relevant? The Knicks know. are so stupid. They do the same crap all the time. I, I don't know. I can't even I couldn't even try to explain. There's no reason to sign this guy. Zero. Especially if he's asking for money. The Hawks is different. The, the Hawks are different, sorry. The Hawks are much different. They at least have... Like, I agree. Their talent... They're, they're, they're they're they know talent what they have. They might, they might have not missed they might have missed the playoff just like the Knicks did last year, but they are such a better team than the Knicks. Like the gap there out of the teams that missed the Eastern Conference playoffs, like, it's it's huge. They're better and they're more assured in their future. I mean, I think they know Trey Young. They know what Trey Young is. The Knicks, there's no one on that roster that you're like, oh, we're easy to be our guy five years down the line. You need to see a little bit more from RJ Barrett to put him in that conversation. So I don't see the appeal. The Knicks are just I grasping think, at I think, straws. I think they're just trying to make fans interested again. I don't know. And he's, you, he's not a big time free agent, but he's something. Something. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd like, I'd like to ask a Knicks, a Knicks fan what they think. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think they, do they exist anymore. I personally don't know one. I don't know one either. I don't know one either. Yeah. Um. So that's just that's the only Knicks fans I know of are Joey and Chandler from Friends. Yeah. Uh, I I don't I don't know any real Knicks fans. And that was like the Allen Houston era or something. Yeah, I think Ewing era. And then you uh, a little later than that. Well. They probably had. I think um, it was late eighties, early nineties. Friends. I think it was ninety one ish. Yeah, but Friends aired when? Late nineties, right? I thought it was early nineties. Could be wrong. I thought it was mid to late nineties. You know, you should know this. You're the guy who watches Friends. No, that's not true. I don't have to know that. You don't have to know when the show came out. I wasn't alive. But if you if you're a big fan of Friends, you you would probably. It probably makes sense that you know when it was released. You want me to go on Google while I'm watching my my favorite one of my favorite so shows. It just but it's never come across. It never came across to you to think like you know. It also the, shows the in year in the Netflix. It doesn't come. I don't watch it on Netflix. I watch it on regular TV. And they don't show you the year on regular TV. I have no idea, do they? Absolutely not. I don't even. You don't even know. It says ninety four. Was the first season? Yeah. Also, Ewing era was it a little bit and then into Houston and into like. Um, Nicks suck. Yeah, they do. And the fact that you can only um, the only two fans you know are Oinks. fictional characters. Yeah, exactly. That was my point. <laughs> um, last thing in the Hayward um, opt out on the Celtics side of things. I don't think they're upset with losing him. Just I, I don't think they're upset with losing him as is but to not get any compensation is a frustrating especially because even with his contract off the books they're still cap constrained they can't really they go like i had a friend text me today he's like oh now that the 35 million is off the books can't we just go out and sign another big free agent with that 35 million no you can't they were over the cap they were playing luxury tax as it as when they had him they he, they don't have the, that contract anymore, but they're still over the luxury. They're still over the salary cap. Without him, they're still With, over. Yes, or, or it's. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm, it's either they're over or they're they still they're just they're just beneath it. So they couldn't sign anybody. It's like only pe- the only people they could sign is the people that they could re-sign like Tatum, and they can go over the salary cap, but they can't sign any or like Wanamaker. <laughs> All right, just, yeah, they could resign Wanamaker if yeah, they wanted. Although, I, think, I, I think this leaves the Celtics. Actually, they could. They couldn't. I think this leaves the Celtics um, with a a tough outlook at the beginning of the season. They play. They. I thought they achieved, overachieved last year going to the conference finals, um, just because I saw Milwaukee there, um, and I didn't see. I didn't really see Boston there. I saw Milwaukee. I don't know who else I saw, but I didn't see Boston. I didn't. I didn't really think about it. You know. But I thought they had I thought they had a great season considering. But without Hayward, I think they're a very similar team just because Hayward was out most of the year. Yeah. But the, but you're right; they're not getting any better. That's the that's the one. That's that's what and that's I, what makes it a tough pill to swallow. And this season is the season where you need to get better because all these other teams around them are getting better. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I can't be upset with them getting much worse. No, I'm not but upset. You can get upset with them not getting much better. I think they, I'm just upset they didn't beat the Heat. They, was, this was their chance this past season. No, I agree. And now the teams no, well, are just well, getting better and better. Right. right. Um, all right. Um, just quickly here. This is not that big of a deal, but I figured we'd talk about it quickly. Though. Um, there's a uh, Woj reported. The Warriors are nearing a deal for Kelly Oubre, who was just traded to I did the see Thunder I did see that. from Phoenix in that Chris Ball trade. Um, I think it makes sense. Do you think this is something they were talking about before Clay no, got hurt? No, I right. don't. So this is very like... 100%. I think... Well, I think they could do one of two things. So they can gamble on Wiggins um, playing better than he has in the past with this new contract with Golden State, putting up bigger numbers than he has, being more efficient than he has. It's about efficiency. Trying to fill that Clay Thompson gap that is inevitable. I, not that he will, but the, his presence definitely makes it better than if they didn't have him, right? Well, yeah, now he's... So yes. now, but I don't think they trust him to do that, and that's why I think this Uber deal makes sense. Well, yeah, I don't... It's not even that they don't... It's it's about... They don't trust him to make the clay type impact, obviously. Right. So you, you need... You need it's another just, guy to like compliment him. Kinda. They're both... They're both... They need to fill... They need to fill... Because otherwise, you don't have... So say they get Ubre. There's no... I mean, imagine they're going to have to give up... I wonder... I mean, who knows what they're giving up in this trade? Yeah. For, we don't, we don't, we don't want to speculate. All right. right. But without him, you got Curry. You got Draymond at four or five. And then, oh, Jim at four, Wiseman at five, Wiggins at three. Yeah, who's going to play two? Damian Lee? You don't even know who that is. I wouldn't it? know. Yeah, so this is, it's probably a necessary move, although I saw a report that um, if they did do this, their luxury tax would go up crazy. Yeah, um, he's got a $14 million contract. Yeah, it's uh, whatever. It's tough. Warriors are in a pickle for sure, certainly. Certainly in a pickle. And I'm sure, and I you know, and I kind of, I'm going to retract on that, my earlier statements. People are probably happy to see this. Well, not happy, but they're like, well, I don't give a, I don't give a, I could not care. I don't give a damn. I don't really care. I care about Clay because I, I think Clay's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a little, I love, but I, I don't really love care. his dog. I don't you know? care about you the see his dog. Uh, yes. What's his name? Uh, Rocky. It's like a bulldog, right? Rocky. Rocky. Something like that. Rex. Something. Yeah. It's a cute. That's thing. a bulldog name. They have fun. Yeah. They, get, and they, they like, play basketball. And, yeah, yeah. He brings them to the. the yeah. yeah, it's fun. Yeah, they um, hang out. All he's the a good guy. He is. All right, let's. Let's, um, let's, well, let's stay with this NBA. Yeah. Mo- uh, momentum that we have. Sure, sure. We got plenty of it. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting night in basketball happened last night. It was. It was the. Um, the 2020 NBA draft. Virtual, so it was a little weird. It was a lot of awkward Adam Silver moments. Um, yeah, Adam Silver moments. I agree. Like him, like looking into the. Like he would like make the pick and then turn around and stare at something. Like, what he is he like, doing? And I saw he was just like clapping at the screen, and yeah. they were like trying to get him a hat. It was really, it was really, yeah, really he, awkward. He's just an awkward. Just, just to point this out, he's an awkward guy in general. And yeah, it's amazing to me that a guy's really so nice awkward. Guy, he's so nice, and he's it's weird. He's awkward, but he's also really he's obviously really good at talking to people because yeah. he has to be. So. Maybe it's just like the way he like presents himself on television. He appears to be like an awkward guy, but in real life, he's not really like that. I don't know, but whatever, whatever it was, he was in the spotlight last night because he was like the only one we really saw. You know, it's, it was a little weird seeing no like you know you don't have that traditional right. like they walk across the stage and the I think we saw that didn't we see that with the NFL NFL draft, draft too. Yeah, so we kind of had a little precursor. For yeah, this, we but. did, but um, I think this one was a little bit better because I think when the NFL draft happened, like. Goodell wasn't in the studio. Yeah, he was like in his basement. In his basement. So yeah. that was a little. Um, Silver's just better at his job. And so, oh yeah, he's way more. Yeah, the the public opinion of Silver is 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 very good, especially compared to Goodell. Who's, agreed. Agreed. All right, so let's get into our into our analysis of the draft a little bit. Yeah. Well, we saw the three guys that we thought were going to go one, two, three, go one, two, three. Yep. Um, the order was a little different than what I had expected. I think you as well. Um, I think we both expected Ball to go number one. Right? Is a that co- fair to say? A, a couple of days before, I thought so. I, I'm not surprised at all by Edwards going first. No, not none of their mind. I mean, it was Edwards, Wiseman, and Ball. Which order are they going to go in? They fell in this order. I don't, yeah. I don't think anyone's that surprised. No, no one's surprised. I think the bi- a big surprise of the draft is number four. The and Chicago Bulls selection. Pat Williams, baby. Patrick Williams. That's not your guy? Come on. The only... <laughs> Just be honest. The only thing I saw on the screen when he got <laughs> drafted was ACC Sixth Man of the Year. And that bums you out. 
Gotta. We drafted him fourth overall, and he wasn't even the fourth best player on his team. It's kind of what that says to me, right? Sixth best player, I guess. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, theoretically, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like there were guys out there that had more proven talent, m- more proven ability. Yeah. I think Patrick Williams is a project, and I- I'm honestly not that upset about it because I did a lot of reading, did a lot of research on this guy. As and, you should. And I, it talks a lot about okay maybe he not he maybe he might not impact the game right away but the dude has some serious upside and i think our new general manager our ak they call him because his name's hard to pronounce hmm. it's like arturos kerkronsky where is he is he uh, where is he from foreign guy i don't know oh like what team is he from yeah like where, where what was it what were his roots in the nba before before making his way to chicago i'm not sure but he has a good track record and so yeah, and I but I I trust this guy is what I'm trying to say, um, and he probably knows a hell of a lot more about basketball than you or I, right? Um, and about evaluating. I talent. still think it's a surprising pick, but and I think it's just not as exciting for everyone right now because, again, like he doesn't have proven ability, yeah. but I think his upside is promising, and um, hopefully he turns into something. Maybe not in the near future, which no one's really expecting, but in the eventual future. And I'll, what I'll say about one thing I'll say about patrick williams and we saw him kind of skyrocket up draft boards in the last one or two weeks or so leading up to this draft i think he wasn't really on anyone's radar back in march but you have to remember that we haven't seen this guy play basketball in nearly a year's time you don't know what these teams are seeing private workouts i mean for a guy to elevate himself from like i think like a late lottery pick he was being talked about even probably lower to like four he must have done something that caught team's eyes i think he it's likely that he's 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 developed his game a little bit since we was since we last saw him and um and yeah you're right he's a project certainly um but he does have pretty impressive physical um yeah uh, traits Uh, i mean the guy is 19 years old he's like six eight or six nine like 230 i mean the guy's a monster he's a monster and i think what really makes sense too is the fit i think he fits perfectly into what the bulls have right now i mean i don't i don't see anything wrong with drafting a guy like killian hayes who is my favorite player in this draft probably him or Mm, denny really uh but outside of that i mean we have kobe white we have zach levine we have scoring guards so I think this kind of a player makes sense, and maybe that's maybe that contributed. Yeah, and um, I, I agree. It does it, it is a good fit? And, and you know, and people have said about this draft, it's it's not even a top heavy draft because the top three talents aren't even that there's good no, compared to years past. But there was no there's no LeBron in this draft. There's no. But there's not even. But even after the top three, there's not even like. There's, yeah. there's, there's, not, there's a lot of I think it was top three and it was probably like 4 to 15, 4 to 20 who's going to go? I yeah, so people are willing to take risks because yeah. they figured they could and he's a risk, he definitely is a risk because there is a lot of development I, I mean I was watching his highlights I think if you're going to put in I think if you're going to be risky in a draft though this is kind of the right draft to do it because it is. It is. It, it's not like he's we're necessarily missing out on a, a guy that we know is going to yeah you know what I mean? Because if you because if you were if there was a guy like that you Why? wouldn't have taken you exactly. would have taken him right exactly exactly so so no other guy must have excited us enough yeah. to uh, yeah and, I, and I, I, you you kind of mentioned this a little bit ago you said that it's not the most exciting pick and um, I think it's as a fan of the of of a team whenever you're watching the draft and they and they select someone that's either somebody you haven't heard of or you weren't expecting New York Knicks Kristaps Porzingis yeah like you gotta kind of just you gotta be like you guys you know you'll obviously react have a reaction that might be like what the heck you know whatever you just gotta kind of relax you gotta relax because because and i um, think i think i had a exciting picks not always the good pick i had a very um upsetting reaction i think when i saw it live yeah you were a little pissed but i think i think after looking at it and kind of like doing some research about it like it makes more sense now and I don't think there's anything to be upset about because, again, we don't know. There's a lot we don't know. But besides that, um, another big shock at, like, number 10, I think, Phoenix took Jalen Smith from Maryland. Yes. Big shocker there. Uh, I saw that was even more shocking than our Patrick Williams pick. was very Uh, shocking. That was weird. Yeah, I I, I don't even know. that. I mean, I actually did hear the guy, but uh, wasn't he projected to go, like, late first round or something like that? Yeah, he was. and that's back-to-back years. The Phoenix Suns took a major flyer on a guy who was 
supposed to go way later than um, than they than their pick was. Like Cam, yeah, Cam Johnson last year. Yeah, was up. I think he actually played pretty well this past year, though. He did. He did. That turned out for them, and he was like a projected late, even second round pick last year. Right. He played well. It shows that it, it. What it does tell you is that the Suns, um, their upper management is their front office is not concerned um, with. Out, you know that expert projections they have. They clearly have their own big board that's um, that's kind of unaffected by the media, any sort of media bias. They confidence in their picks. I think that's important. And, and I will say this though: they do have to. Although I, I appreciate that, I, I think that's I think that's a good thing. I do think you have to if you're in the, if you're the Suns, you maybe have to like take a step back, and be like, hey, we have the tenth pick. We are going to take Jalen Smith here. But we know that the why ten not, teams why after not move us down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that. that's the one thing that makes me like, yeah, fine. You take your guy, but if you can take your guy later on, maybe get some extra value gets, out of you it. You gotta yeah, get value. Sense. I mean, I don't know. Unless they don't want. I mean, unless they think he's, unless they're so set on him that they don't want to risk it. And maybe right. that's the case. Maybe they actually think so highly of this guy that you know what, we're not gonna even risk it. So right. maybe that is. So they they must think they must think highly of him. Obviously. I would think so. I would think so. Because otherwise, trade down. And like so. I said, I think I think this is the draft to take a to roll the dice on. There's, I mean, there's no clear cut. No, there's like no. There has been in years past. No. But outside of that, favorite pick, favorite pick of the night. My favorite pick. Favorite pick. Can I give two picks? Can I give three? My favorite picks. Give me three. Give give the audience three picks. Okay, so my uh, I'll just go by like order order that they were drafted. My first favorite pick of the night. Onyeka Okungwa, I think that's how you pronounce his name, went to Chino Hills, played with Lamelo, played with Lonzo, played with Leangelo, and then went to USC. Uh, he's like a he's a six nine big man. He's versatile. He can score down low. He's a good defender. Great defender. Great defender. Um, yeah, a little undersized, but to me, he. But he's, that makes sense in today's NBA. I, I mean, you guys. I mean, I see. He reminds me. He's like a Bam Adebayo mirror image. I think this is such a smart pick. And although for the Hawks, it's kind of like a weird fit because they already have, they just trade for Capella. They have Collins. But I mean, they, I definitely think they went, fit. they definitely, they were smart in that they picked the best guy available. I think they probably weren't even thinking he would be there. And they're like, think we got to draft this guy. guy. For the Hawks then? Okay, for the at Hawks. six, yes. Okay, okay. At the Hawks at six, he was the best guy available. I would have actually, ra- I think he's better. I think he'll have a better career than Wiseman. Wow, I just think, especially just the modern. He just fits the modern day NBA to me so well, and you and we see Bam success, and obviously, you know, it's one thing to say like, oh, Bam had success with that style of play, like, oh, Nick is like doubt guaranteed to be good. That's not true because we because we don't we don't know how his skill will transition to the NBA. But I just think that's a, I think it's a solid pick. That's my first favorite pick of the night. Second favorite pick. I'm gonna go quickly here so you can, so you can tell us a little bit how you feel. Um, so. Second favorite pick, Tyrese Halliburton, who I think everyone agrees on this one. Um, experts, yeah, as well. Um, the just, guy dropped. He dropped to what thirteen to the Kings. Twelve. I, Twelve. I was thinking the Celtics were to get him. Like this is to steal the draft. This guy is a bona fide floor general. He's not like athletically impressive. Like he's not like super jumpy or fast. But he's he's, he's six seven, six six. Like I said, he's got a great vision. He runs the offense well. He shot over forty percent from three. Um, it, his jump shot's a little bit weird. It's it's kind of slow. He kind of like hitch, he kind of like sets it and shoots it. Yeah, I saw that. But but he knocks it down. Yeah. He's got good range. And at six five, the dude's a big six five six yeah. five. Yeah, so he's a big. Here. I mean, he, uh, he's a got a big frame for the guard position. I, I think that's going to pay out for them too. High floor, I very high floor. Are they going to throw him and Fox out there at the same time? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Fox. They, I mean, you want to keep Fox. I this agree. is not a replacement for Fox. I mean, hopefully, right. and Sacramento is a small market. It's tough to keep guys. Hopefully, they can keep Fox. Hopefully, and Tyrese Halliburton, he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time. Uh, either neither actually neither of them do they they could be a good uh, compliment and then my last pick I'll touch on this kind of briefly because I don't know a lot about about this guy but I, I like him it's Alexej Pokusevsky he's Alexej Pokusevsky he's a Serbian seven footer Thunder took him with the 17th pick he's a it's weird he's a project but he's not he's seven feet he can shoot the ball he can attack the rim he's a Pretty good passer for a big guy. He's got guard like skills. He he kind of he's he's smooth, but 
but he's as skinny as a skeleton. This is not like Kristaps skinny. This is like like KD Thunder skinny. Uh, no, he's skinnier than that. Oh, he's like that, I guess. Uh, he's really skinny. He's so he's got no, he's got no frame. He's like a hundred pounds soaking no, wet. Yeah, yeah, it's right. it's not good. So that's the that's a big question mark. So he's a big question mark, but I think I don't know. I think he could be like really, really good. It if, sounds like he could pan out. It, it sounds like he fits like the modern NBA four, like stretch four. Uh, he can shoot from deep, and he's got the range to do it. And to me, when you talk about developing a player. Isn't it a lot easier to develop for someone that's seven foot and can shoot the ball? Yeah, it's 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 easier to to like put weight on than it is to like develop a jump shot. All the guy has to do is freaking eat a lot and get in the gym. If it's a jump shot, it's there's a lot more variables to consider. Um, so I, I think that that's just an uh, that's an easier development route. So I think I think he'll be good. I think he will. Be, I mean, I, yeah, I'm pretty confident he'll be good. I think that's fair. Right, what about you, uh, Ryan? What, what were you, some of your uh, favorite picks? Yeah, I got four here, but I'm going to go through them fast. Okay. So first pick I like is number seven, Killian Hayes. I think he's a perfect fit for Detroit. I think he gives them a needed guard slot after Reggie Jackson went to the Clippers. Uh, I think he just provides some playmaking ability off the bench. Unless, or unless they start him ahead of Mikaholic, Mikaholic, or whatever, Ski, Ski Mikaholic, their shooting guard. Kyle Lou. Mikhailu. Yeah, that guy. From Kansas. Yeah, him. Oh, he'll definitely... He's a shooting guard. Yeah, exactly. So I think Killian Hayes gives them a lot of playmaking ability off the bench. And the dudes, like 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 Tyrese Halliburton, they're 6'5 point guards. They got the size to create at this level. All right, I'm going to move on because I'm going to go kind of fast here. I like the Denny Dia pick. I think that's great value at number nine to the Wizards. You wanted the Bulls to take him? I didn't want the Bulls to take him just because the dude is proven you know and i think the bulls are in such need of a guy that can do something and i think denny of was one of the most nba ready guys in the draft he's got so much professional experience abroad i think it just makes sense like that they did say that about denzel valentine though didn't they did they say that denzel valentine was super nba ready they did so be careful what you wish for rish yeah well i guess we'll find out right Anyway, I like the Denny Dia pick for Washington. I think it makes sense. He's a versatile wing. He's got size. He's got an incredible IQ, mm. especially considering other guys in the draft. I mean, he started playing when he was 16 years old professionally. That's insane. That is pretty impressive. And you know, Omri Caspi played on the I same do team know as him. Caspi, and yeah. he said that Denny Dia is, quote unquote, he's like Jesus over here. <laughs> that's very ironic, in my opinion. Anyway. He's, he's, a, he's an Israeli. Israeli, yes. Yeah. I, all right. The, now, these other two guys are a little less known. Okay. Well, they're well-known, but less known picks. Okay. Number 27, oh. Utah Jazz. Udoka? No. Azubayik. Azubuke. Azubuke? Yeah, yeah. Kansas? Kansas, big center. <laughs> I love this pick because watching the playoffs last year, when Gobert was out of the game, who was at the rim for the Utah Jazz? And you think that was a big? Uh, I think that they, was a they big got exposed. I think I think they did. I mean, I, they had no internal defense when Gobert was off the floor, and I think he provides that. He's got he's seven foot. He's two hundred and what? He's two hundred seventy pounds. He's got a seven foot seven wingspan. The guy's a monster, and I, and he this year I think he proved that the guy can also score. I mean, he was the only he was Big Ten player, the Big Twelve player of the year, and he put up fourteen and eleven, and he had two and a half blocks. I think he provides a much needed filler space when Gobert's off the floor and can potentially produce this, like develop into something bigger than that. I actually like that pick a lot as well. I, he he was I watched a couple of games of his and he he was good. He, yeah, he's he, a monster. He, he does. He produces. Doesn't matter. He's he, and, he produces. And and apparently, he's he, apparently he moves actually better than you think in the pick and roll. That's, they, what, I, that's what I heard. I did hear a lot about that. He's got great movement on defense, and that's why he averages two and a half blocks a game. That's exciting. And at the same time, he was also very efficient. Shot 76% field goal percentage. Wow. And then my last one really quick is Desmond Bain from Mm, TCU. Yes. The last pick in the first round. I think he just makes sense for the Grizzlies. The dude's got energy. He's a scrappy defender, and he shot 43% from three. What else do you need to know? No, he would have gone way higher if he wasn't a senior. That's like he's, he's 22 years old. And, yeah. and people, I think NBA teams, like I think they overvalue that. Because, I mean, you see you, you see that so seldomly now, a 22-year-old in the draft. So when you see it, you're like, well, let's stay clear. Wasn't Obi Toppin 21? He's, he's older, 20, right? He's an older one, too. Yeah. Um, 
and he's an exception, I guess. Sometimes you see exceptions, but he would if if Desmond Bain was two years younger, he would have been a top, I think ten, not top fifteen, I'll say. Um, so yeah, that's a great pick, and and, and I and I was. Um, are you familiar with the Ringer? You you see that? So I was watching some of their uh, pre-draft videos, and all all of their guys were were loving Desmond Bain as a sleeper pick in this draft. I think, I think he's a great pick. I think he makes sense. Okay, so quickly here, we only got twenty minutes left. Um, we'll just do one. Uh, we'll do each one of our least favorite picks. Sure. This is tough for me. I'm gonna. Try I to thought be, this was hard too, just because it's so hard to. It's so hard to say, oh, this guy was a terrible pick. He could be you never great. Know. You never know. You never know. I personally, you're going to disagree with me in this. My least favorite pick is Killian Hayes at the, wow. the Pistons. I don't, you know, I see, and I see him. He was pretty high on draft boards. I know he was actually the Ringer's number one ranked prospect in this draft. He was high on ESPN. He was high on CBS Sports. He was high on everywhere. I just, I, 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 I was watching his highlights the other day. Um, something about him bothers me i i don't what know is it I, he, he, well the fact the biggest thing he can't he has no right hand zero he doesn't use it which i think is i mean as an mb when you're about to, you're going to the nba man i mean i i can use my left hand and i i was a high school basketball player that didn't even touch the floor so and i can use my left hand and i use it a lot he i mean and obviously think, he's think, a lefty so he doesn't i think he's i think he has a like he definitely has some right now. I think it's relative to all the guys he's around. To be maybe fair. no, but maybe sure. But I, I um, and, and there's, I mean that's that's true. Um, and maybe it's maybe I'm putting too much weight on that. But something about when I was watching him play, it seems like he's a little. What's the word? It's I don't know, floaty. I don't. I don't there's something about him that bothered me. I, I can't even put my. I can't even describe it. And maybe that makes me unprepared here. But I. I, I I don't like him. I don't like him. Someone about me says, no, I don't want this guy. Stay away from this guy. He's not going to pan out. That's just my take. It's fair. Whatever. Whatever it is. Maybe I'm, and I think it's it's so early to tell. Like, who, we've never seen these guys play. Yeah, like, we don't who know. Knows? Who I'm, knows. I shouldn't be jumping to a, a conclusions, but you know, that's the, hey, we're sports personalities. That's what we do, right? So you think the number seven pick was bad? I went and one up you, or two up you really here. I think the number five pick was pretty bad. Isaac Okoro? Mm. I'm not big on this pick because Cleveland stinks, right? Yep. I think they need some dude that's going to impact them offensively more so than this guy's going to do. Don't get me wrong. He's great. He's 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 supposed to be very versatile. And he's supposed to be a great defender. Best defender in the draft, they said. But Maybe. I don't think Cleveland should be drafting defender at number five overall. Yeah. I think they should be going for someone who gives them more offensive upside. I mean, don't get me wrong. He can turn into a great offensive player. Like It's, it's tough to say, but I don't. I think this was a waste of a pick here at number five. I agree. It's almost like they picked for fit versus the the best overall. You're not and when enough. you're and when you're that bad, when Cleveland like Golden State Warriors makes sense to fit to pick for fit because they're like the rare exception yeah. where they have the number two yeah, pick, yeah. but they're actually a good team. Cleveland stinks. You don't draft for fit here no. at number five. That's, that's like the, it, to me, that's the only like why else would you? That doesn't make sense to me because they have they have the two guards they drafted Sexton and Garland. There were a lot of guys behind him that I thought would fit just as well in the Cleveland system. And don't get me wrong, Cleveland's defense was terrible last year, but they need in basketball you need offense to win games in my opinion. Yeah. He's he's not and in, I think in any of the draft he's the kind of guy who goes like late teens. I, I don't know. Yeah. He, as like that that wing defender. Yeah. But then again as we uh, as we said before and we'll say it again. This I feel is like a, I've said it like five times. Like we never know. This draft this draft was not good. It was not there was no surefire picks really beside outside the top three. So maybe they think he has offensive potential that we don't see. I mean, although he's athletic and who knows, but yeah, I agree. I, I, I like that. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't definitely a very that was not a very inspiring selection. I agree. All right, this, this is I think going to be my favorite section All of right. tonight's agenda. Let's go rapid fire with this one. Premature NBA season 2021 predictions, which is starting December 22nd, yeah. I want to say. So we want to do this now because people want to give pe- the people our input because, you know, we won't be able to cover the NBA games as they start. Right. So let's go right off the, right off the bat. Who is the 2021 NBA champion next year? Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Regardless of Harden coming or not, regardless, they're going to... They're going to win. And I say it reluctantly. I don't want them to win at all in any way, but I think that's the team. Okay. Mine's also very reluctant. I see the Lakers repeating, mm. and that bugs me more than anything because I really don't want to see them repeat. But I, also, I have a number two here, 
It's a big speculative like second. Don't say Mavs. No, I'm not saying Mavs. <laughs> if Giannis shows up in the playoffs, I can see the Bucks winning with this new and improved point guard that they have that can play both ends of the floor. And I like the I just like the fit with Drew Holiday, and I think it makes them a lot better. Sweet. So I think yeah. if Giannis can produce in the playoffs, maybe the Bucks. But as of right now, uh, with everything that I have and with all of the previous seasons of Giannis in the playoffs, I think the Lakers are going to repeat. I, I I you know what? I I almost picked the Lakers as well because you're right. It it hurts us. It's terrible. But it's, oh, it's I mean it just seems it just. It, it just seems so predictable, doesn't it? It does. It does. And they have all they have. And the Nets is like kind of like a gamble. You don't know how KD's going to come. It's definitely back. that's a risky pick because you don't know exactly the Achilles. I mean, we talked about Achilles yeah. injuries being being tough to overcome. So yeah, yeah. I, okay. I think Nets are definitely a top three team to look at when you're looking at the sure. Finals. I think it's Lakers, Bucks, Nets, Nets. I agree. Um, Clippers, you got to throw in there. I agree. Um, but I mean, that's 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 the four. Yeah. All right. Um, season awards. Who's your MVP? Uh, this is just such an easy question. <laughs> I thought he should have been in bigger consideration this year. Maybe he shouldn't have won it this year, but I thought he should have been in the talks more than he was. Yeah. Luka Doncic, the guy is a bona fide stud. He's, I think he's a top five player in this league. Hmm. Taking, into, taking into account injuries that were uh, went over this past season. Sure. The guy is a stud, and he's playing on the Dallas Mavericks, who would not even be relevant if he wasn't on this team. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not. They're not. They're not very. They don't have a very deep roster. They start Dorian Finney-Smith at the three. <laughs> so that's the guy that, you all need to know. Need the guy know that right just there. plays defense. Yeah, exactly. I know, and, and they were relevant, and they made a, they made a series out of the Clippers. In the, in, in, in and round the guy one. hit one of the clutchest shots I've ever watched live. It's too bad that couldn't have been in like a real arena, you know? Right. Such a With waste. Fans going crazy. But a waste. what a what a shot! What a stud! I mean. What was that? A forty-point triple double that game. The guy is insane. Yeah, he's a triple. He's a triple double. Here's the thing. He's unlike Russell Westbrook. He's the kind of guy that can get a triple triple double without trying to get the triple double. And he's efficient about it. He's not. He's shooting thirty-eight percent from three and fifty percent from the field. I think a lot of people overestimate shots. his three-point ability. His percentage is a lot lower than what people think it is. I think, but that doesn't even matter. That's the he's, guy affects the game at so many different levels. And he's six foot seven, and at six foot seven, you can play somewhat good defense. Even he's not a great defender, but at six foot seven, he's hard to get around. Yeah, which makes him a good defender. Luka Doncic is a stud. He's a stud. He's a stud. He's my MVP. I would pick him too, but I didn't want to be a loser and pick the same person wow. as you because I knew if we did not conspire beforehand. I knew you. Would pick I haven't him. seen you all day. You're right. You never do, do you? No. Always gone. He's always a kid. He's always he's always in the library working. To be hard. fair, you're always in the room. So it's not like I ever see you outside the room. That's either. not true. I saw, you know, the other day, actually, I was walking out of class and I saw Ryan. And I never see him. Um, it, we, were, never. we were just on campus. Never. And, I, and I ended up walking by him and he didn't recognize me. I, you had a hat on, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I, I didn't think it was you. And then, I, and then, yeah, because I was so I, I I looked at you, and then you just kept looking at me weird and kept walking away. I'm like, what the heck? I is definitely doing? looked at you weird because I was like, is this like a shorter version of Christian? I was really confused. What does that even mean? Is this a shorter version of Christian? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, that's I just, didn't know it was you. Yeah, that's just, that's college life for us, huh? Yeah. Um, I picked I it was one of my other friends. You don't. You know, that's <laughs> All right, funny. Uh, you don't. Okay, so who's your MVP? Damian Lillard. Wow, long time coming. Wow, I think the Trailblazers again are a solid team. I think they're. Interesting. I think adding Rocco, Robert Covington, is great. He's a great player, great yes. role player, yes. a little bit more than a role player, but he's like a great piece. I think that. Wow. Um, yeah, I just think it's one of those like this is bound to happen eventually kind of things. Interesting. Um, I don't. I, I I disagree with the whole all this hype. That was surrounding him last playoffs. How he was better than Curry. That's nonsense. Well, that's because you're a Curry fan. Well, no, it's just like Curry, so, Curry hadn't played in a while. That was the only reason that existed. Exactly. Even you can admit that that's just silly. The only reason that went on is because yeah, exactly. So, right. but, but I, I think that I think you, with the MVP picks every year, you gotta think of somebody who either hasn't won it, like Luca, or some Luca. So good. somebody who has like a narrative. You gotta go. Narratives are important. They're very important. In MVP, like that's why Giannis wins over LeBron. LeBron's won so many times. Giannis is the narrative young superstar. Blah blah blah. Back to back. Steph Curry, twenty fifteen. That was a narrative thing. So it's all about narratives. Um, so that's why I'm Dame Dame Dollar. We'll see. Um, right. Who's your moving on from the MVP conversation? Which is I thought was a bold pick, but I like it. Yep. Big Damian Lillard fan. Who's your rookie of the year? Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony. Because I say this because you look at this draft. A lot of defensive minded guys. 
to me. A lot of guys, like like, like the top picks were all kind of guys I don't think are gonna, or yeah. honestly huge yeah. scores. Even I, didn't, like, I didn't pick a top player either. Right? Well, I picked a top player, but you're going to be so surprised at who I picked. Like Ed, to me, in the top 10, Edwards is the only guy who could feasibly win it. LaMelo won't win. See, I disagree with you there. Wiseman won't win. And the rest of the guys, I don't know, if not inspiring. I, Obi Toppin, I think, maybe, because he's a big That's scorer. my pick. Obi Toppin. Want to know why? Why? It's because of the team he's on. Yeah, he's, he's on the New York Knicks. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of touches. I think he's going to get a lot of touches. I think he's going to get a lot of time to prove himself, and I think he, he might show up. He's, he's the kind of guy, to me, he is going to be good in the first two years of his two three years of his career, very good offensively, and will surprise people, kind of like a Blake Griffin. Not as good, but like Bob Blake Griffin was honestly better in the first two or three years of his career than he was the rest of his career. And then he's going to die out. So I think he's a good candidate for Rookie of the Year. Nice, nice. Uh, I, I like Obi nice there. Pick. Um, All right. Defensive Player of the Year. Um, this is kind of speculative for me. Whatever. I think it's, yeah. I just picked AD. I also picked AD. All right. Let's just skip. Yeah, AD's good. Okay, quickly here because we got to go through our NFL game picks. Very important. Yes. So what's your surprise playoff team? So my surprise playoff team? In, well, I don't know if it's a surprise anymore. In the West, I like Phoenix. I think Phoenix is mm. going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they were on the, a surprise. They were on the Come on. In the East, Atlanta. I think Atlanta is going to make the playoffs. I like that. I like the Atlanta. I like Atlanta a lot. I think Atlanta makes the playoffs for a couple of reasons, mainly because the East stinks, and it's really just, I don't know, Atlanta, Orlando, you know what I mean? And I think Atlanta got better, and Orlando hasn't. So I agree. And I think Trey Young's a stud. So. Trey Young's a stud. What he's, about you? Who are your teams? A, he's, a, he's a stud, Trey Young. Wait, but he can't play deep. But okay. he's a stud. He's a little. He'll yeah. be good. Who are your teams? I just got. I only have one. I have one surprise playoff team. Let's hear it. Timberwolves. Interesting, interesting, because they stunk last year. D'Lo, Carl Anthony Towns. We, yeah. Their talent's undeniable, and they're getting older. So they're getting they're getting more experienced. Um, guys like that, to me, I, I feel like you just, once you get a few years under your belt, inevitably you're going to, production on the court, the, See, your individual production will match the team production. I, I think c- they're going to they're come together, and they add Edwards, and they also have Beasley, who they got from the Nuggets last year, Hernan Gomez got from the Nuggets. They got good depth. See, I considered them, but then I saw the rest of their their roster, and I was just no, so I, underwhelmed. I think they have legit depth. Josh Okogie? Yeah, a lot of young guys, I'll tell you that. But, they, and I, but I also like Amari, Amari Spellman, the Villanova product, who was at Warrior last year. I think he's a good shooter. I, I like. I mean, I don't think that's. I don't think it's that likely. I'm just if I had this like a real surprise. So, it, you think they're going to make the playoffs? Eighth seed or something? Who's not making the playoffs? I'm not going to say they're not going to make the playoffs. This team, but they're going to significantly underperform. Who's this? Miami Heat. Wow. I think this. This is um. This this team made a surprising run to the finals. I think they convinced everyone that they were something that they are really not. This team is not as good as that. I think you're a little net, salty from that uh, sure, conference sure. finals. Yeah, and I, I, you're right. But I just they're yeah. definitely making the playoffs. Like it's no, a, I didn't I say no, no. They're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. They're not gonna ever reach that. Don't you think for a second they're gonna reach that? <laughs> they're not gonna. They might, I don't think they would get. Out. They might not get out of the first round. I just don't see... I don't think that's even that, that was big not. of underperforming for them. It is, though, because once you set the standard for yourself, finals, they beat the agree, Celtics like and people, the Bucks. I feel like a lot of people know. Like, Do they? I don't know. I people so. are jumping all over Jimmy Butler now. I, I think that this is... Uh, that team was... A, everything went right the right time kind of deal. Not They are not going to ever reach that level again. I'm sorry. That's fair. You? I think... What do you think? My underperforming team? Yeah. Uh, I think Golden State... Mainly because of Clay. Well, that's a silly pick. I so think of course. I think Golden State was coming in really hot, and now they're not going to be. But I have You're them underperforming. Too many obvious picks. I have them me. underperforming because I think they're not even going to make the playoffs. Give me another team. Golden State's not going to make the I, playoffs. That's not surprising. They just lost Clay Thompson to Tony Achilles. Give me another. OKC is not going to make the playoffs. What? OKC, the Thunder, not making the playoffs. Yeah, no way. Want to know who is making the playoffs? Memphis. That's a good one, actually. Memphis is going to make the playoffs. They got um, good core. Jaron Jackson got hurt in the last year, but he'll be back. Um, yeah, I like that. Underperforming team, Utah probably. I think Utah's going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be in the 7-8. 7-8 mm, That's lower than usual for them, yeah. yeah. I that's, like that. That's, oh, that's a little better. All right. Well, I just don't want to go with Warriors. I feel like the Warriors injury, recent injury kind of makes it, that's too easy of a pick. Yeah. All right. Oh, wow. It's 8 for the 4. We only got six minutes left in our final show of the semester. Um, Sad. I know. Sad, right? Um, we We're got into our consistent um, yeah. this is NFL our, our talk. Main, one of our mainstays. What I want to say before we get into this really quickly is Will and I, we've been doing this since week six, I think, NFL picks. Yes, we have. Week six or week seven. We are currently tied right now in our records. 
Yes, literally exactly you, the same amount of wins and losses. You were up by one last week, and then I had last week. I came up with a nine and five, and you were an eight and six. So we are currently tied right now. So this going so, into week eleven. This is a very pivotal. This is a very pivotal week for this our is. picks. And I think there are a lot of games, unlike recent weeks, that we can disagree on. Which is good. Yeah, I feel like was it last week or two weeks ago that I feel like all. All the games, yeah, it was two. Ago. All the games seemed pretty like awesome. last week. We had a lot of different picks. All right, so let's just get right into it because we only get five minutes. We'll go a little over tonight. Uh, need be Seattle, Arizona. Seattle favored by three. This isn't going NFC on right. West. Yes, two teams, six and both six and three. But Huge Arizona has the divisional matchup. Huge. Who are you feeling? It's impossible to bet against Arizona right now. I'm taking Arizona on the road. I'm taking the Seahawks. Simp- I, I, I like Arizona actually way better, but I feel like to lose two back-to-back divisional games would be and at home. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Arizona has too much momentum. That's after that big hail mary. Holy, I, what I, a hail mary I last week! I love week, huh? Kyler Murray right now. Kyler Murray. He's becoming exciting. He's becoming one of the best, most loved, beloved NFL players. He's I'll just so right. exciting to watch. I People want to watch him. Way better than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I hate to say it. People, on, people on Instagram get pissed. You always you see that? A lot of Lamar. There's always a lot of Lamar. There's like like Adam Schefter posted like a Lamar Kyle Murray comparison this today, and all these NFL, all these Lamar fans in the comments are so angry. I'm like, dude, relax. He's better than him. But we'll, but I this dig- year, I, right dig- now, I digress. I, I digress. Yeah. All right, all right. Atlanta versus New Orleans. <sighs> New Orleans. I'm not even gonna explain. What Drew Brees isn't playing. Don't care. Wow. I'm picking Atlanta. Wow. I'm picking Atlanta, Do baby. Think, I don't think New Orleans is seven and two because of Drew Brees. I Drew Brees is. I think uh, New Orleans is. I think New Orleans is a great team offensively and defensively. True, but I think it's tough when you have a guy like Jameis Winston who just loves interceptions. I think he's gonna play well. He loves. I it. think he's gonna play well. I got a hunch. Uh, I hope not. I don't like that guy very much. All right. Well. All right. <laughs> Cincinnati, Washington. The football team versus the Red, the Bengals. Washington's favored here by one. Um, I think just think that's silly. I think Joe Burrow's going to show up at Washington. I agree. I, I'm I'm going to agree with you there. It's kind of hard for me. To, I like Burrow. I like Burrow a lot. Uh, I'll go with Burrow there too. I think they're the more exciting team. All right, Detroit versus Carolina. I like Carolina here. I think at home. I think they need this win. I think Lions have been very inconsistent all year. I think Matt Stafford's questionable. I'm going Carolina. All right. New um, England at Houston. This is easy. New England. Houston, one and a half underdogs. You, who'd you take? He, New England. Oh, I thought you said Houston for a second. I was confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also taking New England, actually. I, I would be more, I would be honestly feel, wor- I, f- I would feel a lot more nervous about this game if Houston had put up, I mean, I picked them last week over the Browns and they were absolutely yeah, miserable. Both teams were miserable in that game, actually. But yeah, the but, fact that you couldn't yeah. score, I mean, it was awful. No, I agree. And I think Houston has been underperforming all year. And I think we're waiting for them to like turn into who we thought they were going to be. But it's just not happening. It hasn't happened through 10 weeks. I don't think it's going to happen in the 11th. And New England surprised the crap out of me last week, so I'm taking them. Imagine being up by like 20 plus points to the Chiefs in the divisional round last and, season. And now to be 2-7. and seven. And then... And then, and then you traded D Hop. I mean, though. No. And then the guy you, yeah. And then the guy you trade for D Hop just caught like an amazing. Let's not even get into that. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. that that is a shit, a shit. It's show. a crapshoot. 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 Uh, crap don't organization. Crapshoot. Philly versus Cleveland. Hmm. I I just don't think it makes sense to pick an NFC East team against anyone else in the league if it's not the Jets. So I'm taking Cleveland. Hmm. Who do you like? And if you like Philly, I disagree with you. Philly. I disagree with you. They suck. They do suck. The I, don't, I don't know why sucks. I'm picking them. All right. As long as you know that. Pittsburgh-Jacksonville. All right. Jacksonville. Uh, all right well, moving on. We're going to skip Pittsburgh-Jacksonville. We all know who we're taking there. pittsburgh Tennessee. Okay. Tennessee-Baltimore. Okay. This is the dumbest line I think I've seen all week. Baltimore is favored by six and a half. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. You I think to- that's absolutely ridiculous. I'm taking Tennessee. And I'm not even. I just. I, they're going to win outright. Why are they six and a half point underdogs? I don't understand this at all. I like Tennessee 100. percent I think you're wrong. I think Baltimore wins this game. I do agree. The spread's a little heavy. The reason ridiculous. why I think the pick the Ravens here is last week's game against the Patriots. The Ravens probably would have would have end up ended up winning that game if it did become like a tropical storm in the fourth quarter. 
um, which was completely which they couldn't they, and they you know they couldn't throw the ball. No, no, both offenses didn't score and do anything. So, I think the Ravens are a lot better than they showed last week. I think they win this game. Tennessee has an awful defense. As they've, and, and, they, and whenever they, it feels, I feel like whenever they played anyone good, they've they've kind of lost and they haven't looked great. That just they, were, they kept it really close against Pittsburgh, but they yeah, did. Yeah, for the, the Colts game. And we'll go, this is another great game. This of the is week. A, this is game of the week, hundred percent. Green Bay, Indianapolis. Who you like? Who you like? I'm conflicted. I'm picking. I'll, I'll go. I'll go Indy here. I'll, I'll and I'll just say quickly. So um, I think it's because um, I feel Green Bay has been prone to some weird losses this year. Tampa Bay, they get smoked. The Vikings, they lost to. Um, I think they're worse than the record of seven and two suggests. I think Indy is a perfect the the perfect recipe for a ups for a for a win over the Packers uh, with that stingy defense. I think the Colts take it home. What about you? I think Indy favorite to win makes sense because of all the reasons you just said. But I think Aaron Rodgers is going to somehow make it happen. I'm taking them as like an upset kind of a pick, even though it's kind of like not really not upset. Really upset okay. You know what I mean? Like a good team upset. I, I, I don't know why I like Green Bay here, but I do. You know, in games like this, you can, it's hard. To, you can't go wrong either way with your prediction. Jet set Chargers. Uh, I'm taking buzz cut Herbert. <laughs> what do you think about the buzz cut? I think it looks great. I think it's good for him. I think I think he's got some confidence. I love it. I like masculinity. The, the guy's screaming it. I love the buzz cut. Not really. Looks, I, I think it looks fine. Stupid. I think it looks great. It's fine. I think it's a change of pace. They need they need to win a game. This will be good. This is a good yeah. week for them to win a game. I agree. Okay, Miami versus Denver. I like Miami. Miami's been playing good ball all year. Denver, I don't know what to Miami's say. Miami's got a lot of momentum going on. Denver, uh, you just, I mean, they've had what, one, they had that one comeback win versus the Chargers, but like, like versus the Chargers, the Chargers who love to blow games, like it, like like it's their like it's their job. So let's just let's just yeah, Miami's a good pick there. I agree. Dallas and Minnesota, and I'm like, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it again. I'm not picking an NFC East team against a team not in their division or not the Jets. Doesn't make sense. They that whole division stinks, and every team the, every team in that division is awful. I hate that division. That division is the least exciting division to watch in sports. I'm taking Minnesota. That's my rant. I'm going to do something bad here. Oh, no. I'm taking Dallas. That's oh, he's, that's your second NFC East team you're taking. Yeah. It's the big week. It's a big and the only reason you didn't take Washington is because you like Burrow. It's a big week for the NFC East. Wow. This is the conference of bye. disgusting. The conference of bye. Did they get Dalton back, I think? No idea. I don't even care. I, I just, I, I think the Minnesota team is not that great. Let's be honest. So let's They just, don't have to be. Maybe. Maybe. I just get a bad pick, but who knows? Kansas City at Las Vegas. Las Vegas plus seven. Didn't Las Vegas beat Kansas City this year? They did. They won't, they won't, they won't this time. Uh, it's just interesting that they beat them in the other plus seven. 40 know. to 32. It was it's a shootout. Cool. It's um, cool, right? Yeah. What do you think? I don't get how you bet against Kansas City. No, so. you, no you can't. You can't. I agree. I agree. Uh, safest bet. Las Vegas has been playing good football safest recently. Safest bet in the book, if you ask me. Oh, I disagree. Safest bet in the book. What's the safest bet of the week? Safest play of the week is Pittsburgh, 100%. Like, let's, oh wait, but for the record, and I'm going to, like, quickly, like, look this up, because I'm pretty sure the Jaguars have played close games the last three games. They only play. lost to the Packers by four, only lost to the Texans by two, the Chargers by ten. I mean, granted, the Chargers and Texans are bad, but, I mean, last week, that Luton didn't look awful against the Packers the whole game. I don't know. You I, just said, though, you don't even know if the Packers yeah, are worth their I, record. What am, what am I kidding? What am I kidding? <sighs> Pittsburgh's a lock. I'm trying to convince myself this makes stupid. All right, I yeah. Agree. Lock of the week, Pittsburgh, fine. All right, last game. Or Chargers. So Anyone against the Jets. Our last game, this is our last pick. We know who I'm taking here. It's L.A. Rams versus Tampa Bay. We know who I'm taking. We know who I'm taking, baby. Oh, I know who you're taking. Who are you taking? I'm taking the team that's hot. I'm taking the Rams. Ugh. Coming off a win against Seattle. I mean, they've just been playing good football, to be fair. But they've, they've been doing the same BS all year. They win a great game, and they like look like absolute crap. And I don't know. It just This team has no consistency. Jared Goff is Talk a about lug. Consistency. The Bucks, He's a big the lug. at three points, only at 46. <laughs> That's pretty inconsistent, if you ask me. They're in, okay, but they have a, they have a man by okay, the name but, of Tom okay, Brady. But. They have a all man right, by the but. name of Tom Brady. And just before we close out our show, I do want to say one thing. Go ahead. Um, Tom Brady stinks. Is that what you said? No, that's uh, what I heard. Uh, my friend, blocked by James Nine, uh-huh. texted me before the show, sent me a ranking. You know Chris Sims? I do. I think he's a CBS Sports guy. Correct. 
Um, he posted his midseason top 10 QBs in the league. Tom Brady, not mentioned. Notable mentions in, in this top 10 guys not named Tom Brady. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. They're both playing great football. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Deshaun Watson. All right, all right, all right. And Tannehill, who's cool. Tannehill is playing better than Brady this year. No, he's not. No, yes, he, he is. Look at the numbers. That's not true. He's, Tannehill is a top four quarterback okay, this year. Well, Ryan, you clearly haven't watched the last four games. He, he was playing really well before that, but not anymore. He's not better than Tom Brady. I mean, well, I watched, the, I watched Brady play the Saints. Did you watch that game? I watched the whole game. I'm so, he had one ago. bad game, but he's all. But then he came bounce back the next year, next game with 350 plus yards, three touchdown passes, and passed the thing over 70 percent completion percentage. So whatever, just go away. And, and Chris <laughs> should go away. And I think that's where we're going to leave off with tonight. My Bears beat your Brady. I don't care. Uh, Listen, right. um, we love you guys. We appreciate all of you guys listening to our shows every yeah, Thursday night. It was a lot of fun. Um, we know Thursday nights maybe not our, maybe not ideal for everyone, but we appreciate everyone who took the time to listen to us. Yeah, because we, we banter like we do. We would be nothing without the fan support, right? Absolutely not. Um, just before we leave, um, so we'll be back the twenty eighth, hopefully, uh, hopefully, back in the air. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Who knows what will happen? Um, you guys should follow us on Man's, at Manzi and Trost on Instagram. I think we will try to post some content um, in, in our little off-season I think it would be fun if we kept going with our NFL picks through the weeks yeah. to see who kind of gets to, the edge eventually. We will, we, will keep, we will keep track of that. And, um, yeah, Ryan, you want to you wanna say farewell for us? To all you fans out there, farewell from Trost. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And, again, we, we are excited to see you guys in January. Yep, we are. All right. Manzi and Trost signing, signing off. off. Peace out.